Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to, to Our Odd, Odd Pod Podcast. A podcast dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything else in between. And everything in between. That's the correct order that we just did that. Yes. Remember last time? Oh, yeah. It felt off, and I spent the rest of the week fretting about it. Yeah. But you know what? It made for good content. Did it? I think so. I hope so. So how's it going? You know what? Not too bad. I literally just got off work. Mm -hmm. You're about to go to work. Yep. We've got like a short time frame to like squeeze this episode in. Yeah. We're trying to make sure that we get you the content you crave at the time we (laughs) promised. Friday, 5 a.m. Friday at 5 a.m. I like to go back in time and punch past Billy right in the face. You did this to yourself. I'm just kidding. It's a good time. It's a good time slot. Yeah, I think so. It's like one of the top three podcasting time slots or something. Is it? I think so. I, I don't know. No I could have just made that up. It's possible. Yeah. Sometimes I make things up. <laughs> we had no idea. Speaking of making things up, what are we talking about this week? Do you know what we're talking about this week? I There were hints. Okay. Well, I wanted to talk about ghost hunting okay i thought so i thought that's what we were talking about yeah, just i know you aren't i know when it comes to like ghosts you don't believe at all i do not know not even a little bit not even a little uh, bit in fact i do know that you like to make fun of it i do like to make fun of ghost hunting <laughs> i'm um, just saying so I won't even ask like your thoughts on ghost hunting in general. Okay. Probably for the best. You don't want to ask my thoughts on ghost hunting? No, because I know it's going to come up later. I mean like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> also, as we mentioned, one of us just got off of work. One of us is getting ready to go to work. So if you hear some sipping of coffee in the background. That's I what it sounds it. like in here normally. We're I always just, drinking coffee. I missed it in the edit. So just ignore it. <laughs> All right, so it's going to be a short episode this week. I just want you guys to be prepared for that. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ghost hunting is the process of hunting ghosts. What is the best gun to use when hunting ghosts? I didn't do any more research. That's the end of the show. All right. Thanks, everybody. We are the Boneses. That we is, that's all, folks. We are out. Um, Does that sound funny anymore? I think it's funny every time we do it. <laughs> Sorry. Um I couldn't resist. Like is it do you think a bigger gun is better for ghosts or like a twenty two? No. I don't know anything about guns. I am a woman. Get out of here. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh ghost hunting is the process of investigating locations that are reported to be haunted by ghost, demon, poltergeist. Ghost, demon, poltergeist. Ghost, a menage comma, a trois of the demon, supernatural. Comma, poltergeist. <laughs> um, ghost hunters may refer to themselves as paranormal investigators. <laughs> Already a giggle out of you. We're three sentences in. I'm sorry. Please <laughs> tell me more about these paranormal investigators. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, a ghost hunting team will attempt to collect evidence to support the existence of paranormal activity. 
ghost hunters will use a variety of electronic devices, which include EMF meters, voice recorders, digital thermometers, and both handheld and static digital video. Now, what is an EMF? That comes up later. Okay, cool. I'm sure. I cannot think of the acronym for it right now. Okay. okay. Well, if, it, if it doesn't come up later, we'll just we'll bring it up again. I'll call you out later. Okay. <laughs> also, thermographic and night vision cameras. Thermographic. And night vision. Ooh. <laughs> um, traditional techniques such as conducting interviews, researching the history of the allegedly haunted place, are all other methods of gathering evidence, I guess. That's good because if I know anything about ghost hunting from watching ghost hunting shows, you need night vision because ghosts only come out at night with all the lights off. Not necessarily, but for your argument, sure. I've seen ghost hunters. We'll talk about that it. That basically qualifies me to hunt ghosts. <laughs> now, for the listeners, what is the difference between a ghost hunter and a ghost buster? Is it that Ghostbusters ain't afraid of no ghosts and ghost hunters are? Well, I feel like Ghostbusters have a uniform and ghost hunters don't. Ghostbusters bust ghosts. Yeah. It's that twinkle in your eye that keeps me around. So, sorry. Please continue. I actually call you out in my next sentence. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Ghost hunting has been heavily criticized by Billy and people like Billy for its dismissal (laughs) of the scientific method. People like Billy? Yes, people what's, just like you. What's that supposed to mean? Skeptics, non-believers. Well. I was going to come up with something else, but then I lost it. <laughs> skeptics, non-believers, billies. Billies. Okay, well. Alike. That's okay then. All right, anyway, so because of this, no real scientific study has ever been able to confirm, and I would argue, deny the existence of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, The practice of ghost hunting is considered a pseudoscience by the vast majority of academics and skeptics, um, which is fair given that Harry Price spent a good bit of his career exposing fraudulent mediums in the 1920s, but I'm going to talk more about him. Huh? You know about him? Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. I didn't know you had known him. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Okay. He's a well-known debunker of ridiculousness. Well, then that that paragraph will not be uh, very interesting to you. But we'll get there. Oh, it'll be interesting. (laughs) Obviously, I'm going to talk about him later, so you know about him. Just hold on to that name for me, okay? Okay. While ghost hunting or paranormal research um, is very popular today thanks to television, movies, and like touristy things, um, ghost sightings date all the way back to the first century AD. Mm -hmm. The first century AD? Yes, so far long ago. Wow. It's at least three weeks ago. That's a long time ago. Feel Christmas time. Well, if the Earth's only 2,000 years old, then 1 AD was what, like 999 years ago? 1,999 years ago? No, oh, 1 AD. That'd be 999 to there, and then 1,000 more to zero. My no, brain hurts. We're moving on. Anyway, tell me about the ghosts. Oh, so when the great Roman author and statesman Pliny the Younger... Uh, recorded one of the first notable ghost stories in his letters. Pliny reported that the ghost he had seen was that of an old man with a long beard and rattling change who haunted his house in Athens. Mm-hmm. And while I couldn't find any evidence of ghost hunting during that time, it could also be argued that they didn't have such sophisticated equipment. Um, oh, It could have just been Pliny the Elder like 
going. You, you know, know, I did have the mind. passing thought that it might have been Plenty the Elder playing tricks on Plenty the Younger. He's just crazy, and he lives at his son's well, house. Plenty the Elder was crazy in his own right, and we should do an episode on him one day because he's uh, freaking cool. Crazy cool. Crazy cool. Crazy Well, cool. I mean, his name is Plenty the Elder. Do you think they gave him that name, like, to start off with, or did they wait till he had a son? No idea. Wishful thinking. If you name (laughs) someone the elder, then there's a lot of pressure on him to um, have a kid. So like, like runs around trying to find somebody named Plenty. It's like low key uh, shade from from your parents from the beginning. Like your name's Plenty the elder. You better give us a grandson. (laughs) That's like juniors. Anyway, ghost hunting dates all the way back to the 18th century thanks to the spiritualism movement with organizations such as the Society for Psychical Research Investigating Spiritual Matters. Nice. The spiritualism movement is an informal religious movement that began in the 1840s and it went on well into the 18 or the 1920s and was based on the belief that the spirits of the dead existed and have both the ability and the inclination to communicate with the living. Ooh. We've mildly touched on the spiritualism movement because Ouija boards were a big thing during that time. Oh, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Ouija boards actually come up later in the episode too. So we're really just circling back. There was like some weird stuff going on in like that time period. Yeah, though. the spiritualism, uh, spiritualist movement really brought into like our realm of things that we like. Yeah, there were, we had like, you know, I'm pretty sure... Um, Alistair Crowley was like doing his thing around then. We had like the Hellfire Club and the Golden Dawn and stuff like that. We also had the Ghost Club. Ghost Club. <laughs> Ghost Club. Did they have a secret handshake? Yeah, and I know it, but I can't tell you because it's a secret. Oh. Did they have to do like tests so Angelica would let them in the club and then? It was a series of passwords followed by a series of knocks and then like a shimmy and a shake. Shimmy and a shake. And then you had to touch a ghost. Well, you kept Which your ghost you in your ice pocket. cream headache. You kept your ghost in your pocket. Oh, a ghost pocket. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Anyway. Anyway. Enough about that. We'll I think we. I think we just kind of <laughs> derailed. Lost it took the us what there. twelve minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna talk about your boy Harry Price. Your boy. All right. So during this time, oh, I called him Henry Price and then called him Harry Price. So which one is he? Harry Price. <laughs> it was during this time. Harry Price made his debut. Harry Price was a British, hold on, I can do this, parapsychologist, psychic researcher, and author who gained public prominence for his investigations into psychical phenomenon and his exposing of fraudulent spiritualist mediums. He was a longstanding member of the Ghost Club, which was established in 1862. Ghost Club? The Ghost Club which is a paranormal investigation and research organization and is believed to be the oldest paranormal investigation organization in the world. That is a tongue twister for me. Lots of IONs in that sentence. (laughs) Harry Price used his knowledge of stage magic to debunk fraudulent mediums, and he was very good at debunking hauntings. Mm. Uh, He exposed the spirit photographer William Hope in 1922. He found other spirit photographers and made them out to be frauds as well. They were doing something with cardboard and calling it ectoplasm. Wow, okay. And the way that they were using like light and the cardboard made it look like things were either like oozing or 
coming out of the wall or something. Interesting. But it was through a series of like lights, cardboard, and like household items that these people were manipulating these photographs. See, I may have been thinking of another guy because I don't remember him. Uh, the guy I was thinking of operated like more recently, like the 60s and 70s. So I think he did have a couple of books come out later, like in the this 70s and like 60s. I watched like he was on TV. Okay, I don't think that was this guy. Okay. Maybe his son. I don't Maybe. know. Either way. Regardless, he's cool as shit. Yeah. Uh, I liked him when you said he debunked paranormal stuff. And then when you said he used stage magic to do it, I liked him <laughs> even more. He didn't use stage ma magic. He was just, he had a good knowledge of stage magic. Right, I know. Like he used his knowledge of stage magic. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so he also debunked others like Maria Silber when he caught her using her feet and toes to move object objects around the room. Wow, she must have long toes. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> string, strong toes. Yeah. Stretchy toes. Stretchy toes. Ugh. When Harry Price investigated that direct voice mediumship of George Valentine in London, uh, George claims to have contacted contacted the spirit of composer Luigi Artiti, speaking in Italian. Pri or sorry, Price. I was going to say Prince. <laughs> Price wrote down every word that was attributed to Artiti and found them to be word for word a match to an Italian phrase book. Mm. Um, and I don't want to keep going on about all of Harry Price's um, like debunkings because we could literally do a whole episode on the guy. Sounds like he debunked a lot. He did. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yes. Um, other famed ghost hunters uh, or paranormal investigators, if we're giving them, <laughs> we're giving them credit, might be ones that you're more familiar with. Okay. Um, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Never heard of them. Are you serious? Yeah. You're lying. Who is he? You do not know who Ed and Lorraine Warren is. is are they the conjuring people? They are the conjuring people. Okay. All right. Um, they are probably the most well-known paranormal investigators by today's standards. Because they made that dramatic-ass movie. Well, they didn't make it, but yes. I mean, they made one about... The, hold on. Quote. Heavy quotes about them. They had a movie made about them. Heavy yes, quotes about did. them. Anyway. <laughs> Ed and Lorraine were American paranormal investigators and also authors. Um, they are associated with the reports of hauntings dating back to the 1950s all the way up to present day. Mm -hmm. And scary nuns. And scary nuns. And ghost dolls. Well, we'll talk about Annabelle briefly. We talk about Ever so briefly. Oh, if you're listening, Annabelle, we're still not scared of you. I wrote that. I said, we'll get to it. Okay. Ed was a World War II Navy vet and a former former police officer who became a self-taught and self-professed demonologist. <laughs> Lorraine was a self-professed clairvoyant and a light trance medium who worked closely with her husband. Together, they founded the New England Society for Psychic Research and the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. So do you think they actually believed that they were both those things or were they just charlatans well i don't know if you should ask me as someone who does believe in spirits if i believe that lorraine was like a clairvoyant okay but like believing in spirits doesn't necessarily believe mean you believe in clairvoyancy well i also believe she was a medium okay all right well so question answered continue so 
They claim to have investigated over 10,000 cases during their entire career. You might know them from their involvement in the 1976 Amityville Horror case or by Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Um, ghost stories and... Uh, I didn't realize they were involved in Amityville. Yep. Interesting. So, ghost stories and hauntings of theirs are popularized by the Warrens and have been adapted as films, television series, and documentaries. And I mean, like, Conjuring, Annabelle, Amityville Horror. I kind of would love to do a whole episode on them as well, since they have their own, like, occult museum. Yeah. Based out of, like, their home. Are they still alive? No, they're both, they've both passed away now. Okay. Um, Lorraine passed away, I think, in 2019. It was very, fairly recently. Oh, man. That is pretty recent. Um. And their museum houses Annabelle. Who escaped recently. She didn't escape. Or so we think. And murdered a bunch of people. Yeah. Well. uh, I can make things up too. (laughs) Annabelle is like my one true terror. Raggedy Ann's bitch ass. Not the actual Annabelle. Raggedy Ann. What about. Do you have equal hate for Raggedy Andy? Or is it specifically a Raggedy Ann thing? It is a Raggedy Ann thing. I don't like to talk about it. And this is my second time mentioning it. So let's like not mention okay, it Okay, let's not talk about it. Okay. I do have a question. Do you okay. think when a clairvoyant dies, someone, someone who's more sensitive, they can like contact ghosts easier or whatever, right? Do you think it's you easier think for they're... them to make contact? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. Because like you think they like might already know like the channels to operate to get to somebody. Or maybe it's like a soul thing. Which you also don't believe in. I know it's hard to say. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not weird for not believing in souls. No, I not believing in souls is one thing. Like, where does it go? There's like a translucent me inside my body, and then when I die, it like floats out like a cartoon. It's a little blue dot. Yeah. Pop it back in. Harry you, Potter. Did you? You've obviously probably read about the guy who did experiments to see. How much souls weigh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They weigh like what, like one eighth of a pound or something. It was some weird something number. Like that. We'll talk about him some other time. Oh, we should. I have to remember who it is first. All right. So obviously, as we make our way to present day, there is a sensationalism that is television. Um, no. Yeah. Wow. Unfortunately, sensationalism in the media. No, I know, right? All right. Crazy. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, with this comes a spike in popularity. Uh, ghost hunting was popularized in the 2000s with shows like Most Haunted, Ghost Hunters. Look like you want to say something. Nope. Not a thing. <laughs> um, the Atlantic Paranormal Society, also known as TAPS, um, doubled in their memberships in the late 2000s. And they are the group that is featured on Ghost Hunters. Right, briefly, wasn't it called TAPS briefly? I think it was. Yeah. Because I remember ta- I, when I was looking at it and it said like TAPS next to it, I was like, I do know TAPS. Um, I'm pretty sure that's one of the shows that I watched. There was a show that I watched. I can't remember. It was like one guy. He was something at some college. And he would go around trying to basically like, I don't know if debunk is the right word. but I like, think we're going to talk about him later. Okay, cool. He's pretty young. Like I don't know. He's probably like within our generation. Yeah. Yeah. He comes up later maybe. And then we'll circle back and see if. if that's okay, what I'm talking cool. about. All right. So despite its lack of acceptance in academic circles, the increase in interest in ghost hunting, reality TV shows has influenced the number of individuals to take up the pursuit of ghost hunting. Nice. Because of course it has. 
Of course it has. So ghost hunting gets insanely popular. They call it the paranormal boom. The paranormal boom. Right? Nice. It kind of sounds nice though, right? Like it's kind of. Yeah, it's got a nice ring to it. Paranormal boom. Also, like if you're using a microphone to record ghosts, that could be a paranormal boom as well. <laughs> um, one ghost hunting group called a Midwest Haunting based in Illinois reported that numbers of people taking its tours had tripled from 2006 to 2008. Wow. Tripled. Um, tripled. Others reported an increase in traffic on paranormal websites and message boards. And I probably was um, a part of that because I remember like looking up ghost stories on the internet. Wow. Which was like like in early 2000s. Early 2000s. Mm-hmm. They had the internet then? Yes. I'm just kidding. It wasn't very fast, and I'm pretty sure we were still on dial-up. But yes, we had the internet. I don't. I don't want to talk about slow internet. <laughs> um, small businesses even cashed in on the paranormal boom, offering ghost hunting equipment and paranormal investigation services. They offered things like EMF uh, meters, infrared motion sensors, and devices built as ghost detectors. And I did. I did put ghost detectors in quotes. Things like commercial ghost tours and paranormal investigation groups began to pop up. Um, And I actually did one of these like when I was younger. Mm -hmm. One of what? Uh, One of the uh, paranormal investigation groups. Oh, really? Yeah. You guys formed your own group? No, like we, me and a friend went on a ghost hunting excursion. Oh. Yeah. Well... Judging from the lack of a ghost head mounted on our wall. <laughs> we were unsuccessful, yes. Interesting. You typically pay like 50 to to $100 to go. I can't remember how much we paid. I think it was like $65. Mm-hmm. We got snacks and Ooh, ate snacks. dinner and hunting you... ghosts for a couple hours in the middle of the night. Go ahead. Ask me what kind of snacks they had. What kind of snacks did they have? We had blue Gatorade Ooh, in the small bottles. not a good color of Gatorade. Oh, I like blue Gatorade. Oh, okay. Well, continue. And like little itty bitty like snack size like for children, cheese its Oh, well, you got to keep your carbs up if you're hunting ghosts. You're right. Also, I'm just saying, if I'm paying $65 for an activity, I could at least get an orange or a yellow Gatorade. Like an option. Yeah. Um. Blue Gatorade. <laughs> Blue Gatorade. Mm. So we paid the money to go hunt ghosts, and then we got to use like ghost hunting equipment quote unquote ghost hunting equipment i think i had like a i had a laser thermometer oh yeah yeah i got to go around (laughs) awesome you seem impressed i'm so impressed i can tell Um, i'm really shocked you guys didn't find anything i sounds like you didn't say we didn't find anything sounds like you guys were well equipped Although I don't feel like the group I went with exaggerated anything, people do believe some groups may exaggerate their findings mm-hmm. in order to get more people to want to, you know, go on the trip, journey, excursion, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I think trip's probably a pretty good Ghost word for it. trip. Yeah. Since you're kind of like, you know, just running around in the dark and you're out of your mind. Well... <laughs> <laughs> we did um an old theater mm-hmm. is where we went to do our ghost hunting thing yeah and they had another group that did like a bed and breakfast oh yeah 
those people actually got to spend the night in their room. So that was exciting for them. We, we went to a haunted bed and breakfast. We did. We could talk about that in a second if you want. Well, we can. Later. Okay? Later. All right. So Not much later, though. Um, in my hunt, like ghost hunting group, I, if I remember correctly, I tried to find the the group that we were like our little Facebook group that we were in, um, to see if I could still find the EVP recordings. Uh huh. I think the group's been deleted. Okay. You know, for whatever reason. And then did you guys um, actually hear anything on the recording? If I remember, yeah, I think we did. Mm. But um, I do remember like cold spots, right? And um. You know, whatever. How cold? So cold. Wait, ice cold. Did your digital thermometer tell you that? Yeah, it was at least or 10 degrees. Or was it your body? I mean, like, did you feel the cold or did you just digitally thermometer? I'm a naturally cold. cold person, so. Probably not. I'm always freezing. Maybe you got ghosts in your blood. You better do cocaine about it. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, despite our little town of New Orleans, just to hop and a skip away. Mm -hmm. um, the article that I pulled a lot of my information from said that Savannah, Georgia, had the most Amer like was the most American city with the most ghost tours. I've heard that. Really? Yeah. We should check out Savannah, Georgia. I love Savannah. Really? Yeah. Oh, let's go. It's awesome. I've been to Savannah a few times. Well, I haven't, and so I just kind of like want to go over some of the equipment that they use for investigations. All right, let's do it. Um, Ouija boards. Ooh, we have one of those. Uh, we did a whole, we, we have a couple of them. Um, we've done a whole podcast about Ouija boards, so I don't feel like the need to go like too much detail into what they are. Yeah, if you want to know more about it, you can listen to that episode. I think it's episode three. I think you're right. Maybe. Three or four, I can't remember. One of those. Uh, so personally, not my favorite way to connect with the dead. You know, too many variables, too much risk of talking to Zozo. Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Pazuzu, that you. Um, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, so, so. <laughs> I just, I would like to re just go ahead and like quickly reiterate that as far as demonic names go, Pazuzu is fucking dumb. Zozo. And Zozo, the nickname is worse. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and shit talk Zozo. So if you're listening, Pazuzu, your name is fucking stupid. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Are you ready? Okay, I'm so ready. I'm... <laughs> I feel like I said obviously a lot, but I feel like a lot of ghost hunting is like more of like the obvious. Yeah, I mean, obviously, sometimes you just obviously have to say obviously, obviously. Obviously. Anyway, so still for <laughs> photography is probably the most popular uh, like method of capturing ghosts, quote unquote, mm -hmm. um, as most people have cameras in their pockets. Um, like when you're on ghost tours, they'll tell you to take as many photos as you like, just no flash photography. Um, they'll even point out when to take photos or like when and where to take photos. Like if it's a quiet night, maybe point your cameras up to the window, take a picture of the window, see if you see a girl in a white dress or something. Mm -hmm. But they don't use your flash because then you'll see the actor that's in the window. Well, I've never seen an actor, but whatever. Uh, they'll encourage you to share your photos. Orbs and funnel ghosts are the most uh, common but sometimes you have rods. That's like a funnel. Oh, okay. Well, they consider it a funnel ghost. And um, those are most likely to be spotted in homes or like historical buildings. Mm -hmm. They said, from what I uh, read on the internet, they usually take the shape of like swirling funnels or like a rod. Um, and they are believed to be associated with cold spots or appear as like a wisp of light. Let's see. The things I'm talking about are like little thin things that like 
That's what I'm talking about. Fly around and yeah, the... like a wisp of light. Oh, okay. Um, I saw a thing where they thought those were aliens. Really? Anyway, it's not related to this. Are you more yeah. inclined to believe in aliens or ghosts? I'm more inclined to believe in aliens. Do you think there's alien ghosts, like ghost aliens? I don't think there are ghosts at all. So, so we're ruling out ghost aliens. So we're we're gonna go ahead and rule out ghost aliens. Well, okay. Not little green men. To clarify, you know what? This ain't about aliens. <laughs> not, Let's keep going. Not an alien episode. Um, EVP, electronic voice phenomenon. Electronic voice phenomenon. You record yourself in a silent room. Yes, questions and or you just sit there and remain silent. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you listen back, you may or may not hear the otherworldly voices. And I have a clip for you that I want you to listen to. Okay, I'm going to put the headphones on. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. So just to preface this, they said that they recorded this in a silent room. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's nobody's talking and there's okay. nobody around, okay? All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let me turn it up for a bit. It's only about 10 seconds long. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Did you hear anything? It sounded like someone coughing. Coughing? Yeah. Do you want to listen to it again? Let me listen to it again. Okay, hold on one second. So I hear something. I just can't understand what they're saying. So the first phrase that you might be hearing is, hey, that's enough. Okay. And the second phrase you might hear is, hate me. Okay. Do you want to listen to it one more time just to see if you can get it? Uh, I, I have, now that you said that, I hate me makes sense. I could hear. Oh, I didn't mean to press play again. It sound, to me, it sounds like they're saying the same thing over and over. Well, he's uh, replaying each phrase twice. I okay. should have mentioned that. Okay. But yeah. What do you right. think of that? Uh, well, it sounded like sounds. We're going to debunk some of these things anyway. So like, it's fine if you crush my spirit. And I mean, like, did it sound like someone was saying something? Yes. But I don't know these people. I don't know how silent the room that they were in That's is. That's true. And if you crank up the sound on a digital microphone, you're going to hear everything. That's true. And I also... um. I don't know if I talk about this later um, when I go into like debunking things, but I think it's like when you're talking about like audio recordings of like, if anybody remembers the Laurel and Yanni debacle that went around a few years ago, yeah, like some people heard Laurel and other people heard Yanni. Yeah. Um, so I think normal we... people heard Yanni and then weird people heard Laurel. Okay. Just a side note for real. What the fuck is a Yanni? What's a Laurel? Laurel is a name. Yenny's a name. No, it's not. Yeah, huh? No, it's not. Maybe it's a nickname. No, it's not. You don't know. <laughs> I will get heated. <laughs> I knew somebody named Yancey. Maybe his nickname's Yanny. Little Yanny. Because like maybe his take a journey with me. Oh, maybe he had a little sister. They couldn't say their C's. When they were growing up, they called him Yanny. <laughs> we'll move on from that. But we listened to other things that... Gave you like the power of suggestion. Yeah, that like whatever one you're listening to. 
That's could, the one you heard? Yeah. And you know what? There was one recording of the Laurel and Yenny thing that did that. Yeah. But the one we listened to, to that, me, did not work. Yeah, that I won't tell anybody what I heard because I've gotten into heated debates about this looking at you, Audrey. Um, I'm just saying. What the fuck is a Yanny? Why, how are you going to argue with people for hearing something when like the same the way I could point... argue with somebody about what color the dress was, and we all know which dress I'm talking about. The whole point is that different people hear different things. So like, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. But I've also heard that EVP. If mm-hmm. I can just like let me put on my paranormal investigator hat for a second. It looks good on you. Thank you. Um, that using EVP whenever you don't have like a confirmed haunting or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous thing because it's kind of like a Ouija board. Are it you kind of like opening up? It opens a gateway to be haunted. Mm, I didn't hear that. So like if you're constantly EVPing over and over and over and over trying to find something, swearing that there's something there, eventually you're going to get something. I, I feel that. I learned that from that guy we talked about earlier. I think I'm going to go over that guy who you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Um. So another tool for ghost hunting, it's called trigger objects or props. Um. These are tools that ghost hunters will claim that can be used to attract an entity mm-hmm. that is um, like related to the entity. This could be really be like any object that brings an emotion, such as like a teddy bear, a photo, or like a wedding band. Um, so it's like bait. Yeah, but like bait, like specifically for who you're trying to connect to. Okay. Like if it was a child, ghostling, ghost child, um, you might could use like a ball or a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Or like just some toys. So um, it sounds to me like it, it's more accurate to call it ghost fishing. You have a point there. If we're using these objects as lures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another tool is called lights out. So according to like ghost hunting enthusiasts, ghost hunters prefer to conduct their investigations during peak evening hours, which is like midnight to 4 a.m. Mm hmm. Which, I mean, like, I guess makes sense because you know witching hour, but uh, a bitch be tired. It also makes sense um, because during that time in the dark, you believe in ghosts, you're hunting ghosts, your adrenaline's going to be higher. You're going to be more likely to notice every sound that you hear. Yeah. And they're like, there's less world around you, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So the next... This is something that I've seen like come up like in more recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a ghost box or a spirit box. Spirit box, yeah. You know about this? Yeah, watch the YouTube video of a guy who opens those in his house. Ghost box? Not yeah. a Divic box. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of something else. A Divic box has like is, a demon in it. Right. Okay, yeah. This is different. This is like a radio. Okay. Um, so a ghost box is a radio with a frequency, like has like the frequency scan mode on at all the time, at all times. Um. And some ghost hunters claims that it allows you to communicate with spirits. And I also have something else for you to listen to. Right now? Yes. Okay. Um, it's actually from like one of my favorite skeptic and ghost believer. I don't know what to call us. You know what's ironic? Look what's on my headphones. Oh, there's little ghosties on them. Yeah. Little Pac-Man ghosts. <laughs> little Pac-Man ghost. Um, but it's the BuzzFeed Unsolved. Oh, okay, cool. I like those guys because it's like a... A true believer and a skeptic. Right. Like us. Perfect. This is just like a, I think it's like, it's 10 seconds um, of them 
messing with the spirit box, okay? Okay. And just like tell me if you hear anything. Okay. You ready? <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay, go. What was that? Yeah. Did you hear get out? Then we play it again. Can you turn it up? Does it oh. go up any louder? Oh, it does. Let me start it over. Crank it all the way up for me. I did. You ready? Mm-hmm. What was that? Yeah. Did you hear get out? Did you hear it? Yeah. Yeah, I heard it. So. Crazy. It keeps going, but I can link the, the video in like our description if you want. So you can hear it. It's like a whole compilation of Spirit Box. Maybe we can put the link in the in an Instagram post. Yeah. Regardless. We'll put a link up somewhere. Um, to like that, that specific video because it's just a compilation of spirit boxes. My favorite is his reaction. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love um Ryan's reactions. Did you hear I could, Did you hear I it could say? see his face clearly oh, in my yeah. mind? <laughs> it gets like that. Did you hear it say it out? <laughs> so, what did you think of that? It was interesting. I kind of um, want one to play around with. It sounded weird. So, like, do you hear the static all the time? Bip, 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 and yes, then it's interrupted it, by voices. You hear it changing, like, radio stations, like, scanning. Oh. And then they said if... So, it's not like a scan, like a police scanner. Right. It's not like... It's it's scanning through radio stations, right, at different frequencies. And they're saying, like, it's one fifteenth of a second. So, they're saying that ghosts can use that specific instrument to communicate because nope. it takes... Like, if you're going to hear something on the station that's longer than, like, one-fifteenth of a second, it's got to be, like, paranormal. So, is there a ghost frequency? No, it's just scanning. Okay. I didn't know if there was a specific frequency that it scanned at. Oh, no. I think, I I, I don't know all the specs, you know, um, but. <laughs> we need a ghost engineer or, like, well, a, so like oh, I'm sorry, a paranormal scientist. <laughs> the I think Zach Baggins, do you know who that is? Zach Baggins or Bagel Bites or Zach whatever. Um, he's a ghost hunter, I guess, still. Um, he has a museum in Las Vegas, and he features like um, a spirit box as well. In Did his you museum. call him Bagel Bites? That's from, that's like, uh, and that's why we drink. She calls him Zach Bagel Bites, and that's, so that, that's the only thing I call him now. Oh, okay, okay. So, sorry, Bagel Bites. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I do love Bagel Bites. I do love bagel bites. They're delicious and nutritious. I don't think That's so. That's not true. Um, so I didn't actually look up to see what EMF meter meant. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's an electromagnetic field. Oh, yeah. That's it. Is it? Yeah. For sure? Yes. Yeah. I was just messing with you. I knew what it meant all along. So there's also things like dowsing rods and... Uh, for ghost water. Yes, for ghost water. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, electric and magnetic fields. So they use those as well to see if, like, if there's ghosts present. Um, and just like a plethora of other things that you can use mm -hmm. to uh, ghost hunt. <laughs> um, so with all that in mind, if you want to have a successful ghost hunt, I'm going to tell you how to do it. All right. Okay. Tell us how to do it. And then everyone who's made a career out of ghost hunting, listen to this. And then you can be successful in your next ghost hunt. Too. Right. Okay. So step one, you're going to want to make sure you have everything you need. Everything. Uh, it, I suggest that you bring a pen and paper, a camera, a flashlight, and plenty of batteries. And maybe some orange Gatorade. Maybe some orange Gatorade, different colors for everyone involved. Maybe a mobile phone for emergencies and to track time. But if you have seen any movies, you'll know that the ghosts can, you know, 
totally manipulate time anyway. So, and phones. And phones. Yeah. So do what you can there. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you dress appropriately. Bring a jacket because you know cold spots are a thing. And also maybe like some sort of tricorn hat, like a Van Helsing hat. Oh, yeah. Or like that. A, he didn't wear a tricorn <laughs> Like a floppy hat, a f- some nice sort of vampire hat. hunting hat. <laughs> That's for hunting vampires. Oh, I'm wow. thinking maybe like a ball cap. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Um, more advanced hunts may include higher quality materials such as video cameras, audio recorders, and digital laser thermometers to <laughs> locate sources of energies. And although I think most of us have these things on our phones, um, and after COVID, digital laser thermometers are like abundant. Yeah, you can also use it to make sure the people you're ghost hunting with don't have a fever. That's true. So we want to be safe both metaphysically, spiritually, and healthily. Yeah. That's a word, yes. Um, step two, we're going to want to do our research. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so it's a good idea to research a particular location's haunted history. Um, prepare yourself for challenges and learn more about the paranormal sightings in the area. Yeah, and just in case there are any traps, you're going to want the rogue to go first. Well, right. <laughs> um, so if sightings usually occur like on cloudy Tuesdays, there's no need to investigate on a rainy Saturday. That's true. Yeah, so researching allows you to plan your hunt. Like, Ooh, yeah. Um, and then you can when you can best plan on catching your own evidence for ghosts. Um, step three, ghost hunts are more fun with people. That's true. Also, you can paint a pretty picture, but you can't predict the weather. That's true. Um, but, uh, so back to step three, <laughs> ghost hunts are more fun with a group of people, but they're also a lot safer. You never know what you'll meet in the dark. So bringing a friend or two is advised Yeah, because you don't have to run faster than, um, the ghost just faster than the person next to you. And if you trip them, you don't have to run that fast at all. <laughs> Plus if you spot something, you'll have a friend to back you up. Oh yeah. Um, sure. and step four would be to like ask permission cause you don't want to be caught in somebody's house without permission. Oh yeah, <laughs> we did that happened to us one time when we were recording a music video for a band. Back oh, then. I was like us. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, so just to be on the safe side of the law, it's probably best to ask permission. It's best to ask permission if you are on property that isn't your own. This includes graveyards, after closing hours, churches, and used car lots. Um, bringing your ID is also a good idea, just in case the law shows up anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the property owner doesn't want you in a particular area, it's probably a good reason. Bodies. I was thinking bodies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and step five, be safe. This feels like a given, but if you're trekking through an old cemetery or an abandoned house looking for ghosts, you might want to bring a first aid kit. Yeah. Um, bring up backup supplies and staying away from malevolent spirits and not disturbing any angry ones is also suggested. Right. So this is why I don't suggest bringing a Ouija board. Or bad-mouthing spirits. Or just bad-mouthing Zozo. Looking at some people in the room right now. Uh, do you mean Bazulu? Mm-hmm. Um, and so in order to remain neutral in the matter, because obviously I do believe in spirits and ghosts and the paranormal and things like that, I don't want to be like, ghost exists, that scene of the story, wham, bam, shazam. Mm-hmm. I really just wanted to say wham, bam, shazam. Okay. Um, I do want to talk about debunking ghosts for a second. All right. Let's talk about debunking ghosts. Okay. So Claire Oliver for the Rocky Mountain Collagen wrote an article about just that. And I found it particularly interesting. Um, she interviews a paranormal claims investigator investigator named Brian Bonner. And I think this is who I you've been talking about. Yeah. 
I think so. You keep talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up Brian Bonner. All right. So just to establish his credentials for being able to like debunk ghosts, he has worked with National Geographic, Bill Nye the Science Guy, Denver Medical Examiners, and the United States Department of Agriculture. Um, in his quest to disprove claims of ghost activity, and he also worked on the show Ghost Hunters to showcase inaccuracies during the show's investigations. Bonner goes into some of those things he used to debunk the ghost sightings, and I want to talk about them. Are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Okay, so now I think we call we can all agree ghost hunting shows are a tiny step above primetime reality TV shows. Um, if these shows were not producing ghosts every episode, what would be the point? But they don't, though. I've never watched an episode where they've produced a ghost. It's like shaky camera, dark room, people freaking out. Well, our evidence is inconclusive. Well, that would just be like boring television if they didn't have any of that, right? That's true. And sure, they throw in the odd ones where there's like, they don't think there's anything going on. It's just dust and old pipes. So mm -hmm. like, why would orbs be in photos? Why would they? Mm -hmm. Dust? Mm -hmm. And I said pause for Billy answers. Okay. Also, I don't think Brian Bonner's the guy I'm thinking of. Oh, okay, well. Why would there be orbs in photos? I just said dust. Oh, okay. So dust cat. <laughs> Sorry, I missed it. <laughs> That's okay. So dust catches a flash of light or even light refracting off of something can mm -hmm. look like orbs. Um, hair can even end up looking like ectoplasm if under the right conditions. Mm -hmm. um, and just because fog looks like a disembodied figure doesn't always mean it's a disembodied figure. Or does it ever, it never means that it's a Well, sometimes it could mean. Yeah. Agree, disagree. Agree to disagree. I would say that 100% of the time, all the time, if there's an orb in a photo, it's <laughs> dust. Yeah. Like, where are you paranormal investigating? Cemeteries, old houses. It's dusty. What if it's like a really clean old house? Just saying. <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen the look he just gave me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Follicles be floating. Follicles be follicking. Yeah, follicking. I'm frolicking, frolicking in the follicles. Gross. Anyway. Um. So why would you hear ghosts or demons in your basement? Old pipes. Well, without pointing the obvious. Uh, shifting foundation. Uh, yeah, true. Um, wind. Let me let me let me read what I wrote. Okay. Okay. So old pipes might actually play a real part in it. Um, rusty pipes or bad floorboards, depending on the home, can carry sound. Another reason could be like low decibel sounds. Um, scientifically, these sounds affect the way humans perceive the world around them. Say, like it's midday on a sunny Tuesday, you're in your basement doing laundry, your neighbor is next door mowing his backyard. The vibrations from the lawnmower travel through the ground into the pipes above your head, and you've already had an eerie feeling about the basement anyway. So like what you said earlier, if you're in the mindset of seeing a ghost or hearing a ghost, you're going to see one, whether yeah. it's real or not. Right. And then Bonner also mentions that like a lot of people who are using ghost hunting equipment aren't trained properly how to use the ghost hunting quote unquote equipment um, like effectively. Right. So Bonner said, there's no such device that will find a ghost. We never conclusively figured out if ghosts exist and if they do what they are. If you're using an unproven tool to find something that hasn't been proven. Yeah. So basically someone just made up something and was like, hey, ghosts probably register differently on the electromagnetic spectrum. Pretty much. Um, and so the reason I bring up this article at all and Brian Bonner in general is because of the last couple of paragraphs like in the article specifically when they're talking about seismographs and EMF meters. Um, oh, here it is, which is an electromagnetic field meter. 
Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, there's two kinds. One picks up energy from an electrical item, and the other picks up natural phenomenon. Now, imagine in this day and age where everybody has a cell phone in their pocket, and you've picked up the wrong EMF meter, and now ghosts are abundant. Yeah. Seismographs can be used to detect low frequencies, mm-hmm. and I don't really hear about seismographs being used like too often in ghost hunting because I assume that's like pretty sophisticated technology considering Seems like it, yeah. we use it to track like earthquakes and yeah. such. But um, it was in the article and it brought up a lot of points, so I'm going to include it. Uh, low frequencies are known to have a strange effect on a person's psyche. So low sounds can cause feelings of dread while you can't hear it. Sound waves do exist. Mm-hmm. And the sound waves still exist in a space which can make someone feel as though like there's a heavy weight on their shoulder. Um, and that's where that feeling of dread comes from. I know I'm shaking the You're table. Shaking I'm getting the table excited. A lot, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting excited. You could probably hear that. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. And just to debunk cold spots, mm-hmm. um, cold spots are determined by ghost hunters as spots where ghosts pull energy out of the air. And while in reality, just from a scientific point of view, anytime there is an exchange of energy, the byproduct is heat. Mm-hmm. So hot spots should technically be the thing we search for instead of cold ones. And that's good science. And we like science. We do like science. So that's all I have. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, see you later. Just kidding. (laughs) Now, you talked about old cemeteries earlier. Yes. I have been a frequenter of old cemeteries. I remember these stories. And as a... Young lad. Young lad. That totally followed cemetery conduct i am 100 percent skeptical do not believe in ghosts but let me tell you this story that happened yeah give it to me so some friends and i some friends and i went to a cemetery in the town next to where i grew up okay so this is the it's the oldest cemetery in santa rosa county florida it's a creepy cemetery it's got like (laughs) that was our dog it's got like uh that was me (laughs) it's got like a like low knee level white wall around the cemetery like a gate no like a wall it's like shorter than this table oh okay the gate's further down the road okay so we parked at the gate we walked around the gate we walked down this dark spooky road we might have been eating some sandwiches if you know what i mean (laughs) And we're there for a little while, and there's like a rustling sound. Like I, uh, I'm noticing it because I'm paranoid, and everybody's talking, having a good time. And I keep hearing this sound, but every time I'm like, "Hey guys, shut up!" the sound stops. Finally, I was like, I huddle everyone up. I'm like, "Listen, just keep doing what you're doing, but listen for the sound to start when we start being loud again." <laughs> So they did, and everyone heard it, and we left. So being the smart people that we are, we came back the very next night, (laughs) and we were walking, you know, just kind of doing our thing. I don't even remember what the fuck we were doing. We're just like being stupid. Being hooligans. Like, we weren't like desecrating anything. We weren't damaging anything. It's just like, this place is supposed to be really haunted, so everybody goes there to like prove it or not, right? Right. So we're walking. And I hear what sounds like kids, like laughing or playing. Oh, that's creepy. There's nothing creepier than a 
and like child. that sounds like such a stereotypical thing that people hear but i looked up i made eye contact with my friend who had the this look of terror on their face <laughs> so apparently they heard it too or no actually i said did you hear that they said yes and then we left and then we gtfo'd and we gtfo'd so were there ghost children in the woods no there's always ghost children <clears throat> in the woods probably not but that's a spooky thing that happened to a young teenage billy back way back when way back in the old times. In the old times. Many moons ago. So, I, yeah, if you just, you could probably Google this cemetery and find it pretty easy as the oldest cemetery in Santa Rosa County. Just to clarify, it is the oldest cemetery in Santa oldest. Rosa. Yeah. Right. That's, that's my story. That's probably just going to cut it out, but. Don't you dare. It's not as exciting no, listening that's fine. back. No, you leave it in there. We mm. want to hear it. Okay. Well, we want the skeptic story. The skeptic story. And that's the night I stopped believing in ghosts. Just kidding. Definitely not the night Pitui. I stopped. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. That's the end of our show today. That's the end of our show today at one hour and 58 seconds. I felt like I sped through that too. Yeah. Good job. We're going to, um, it's obviously not going to be an hour and 56 seconds when I said that because of editing, but you know. Editing magic. Anyway. Anyway. So. Before we leave today, if you're still listening, mm -hmm. let me just go ahead and get this out of the way. Maybe we should say this at the beginning, but if you could like, subscribe, and like review our podcast, that would be awesome. Specifically on iTunes, where it, it's really where we helpful. we can't see it or respond, but it helps us. <laughs> uh, it kind of, I don't know if it puts us higher on a list, makes us more visible, better more stars is more better you know more stars more better so give us them five stars um you can check out our website at www.ouroddpodpodcast.com there's a sidebar that has all our links you can listen to us pretty much anywhere you could listen to podcasts you can find where we get our intro and outro music that's darrencurtismusic.com that's all i've got that's it so as always, tip your baristas. Be nice to your emergency personnel. And we are the Boneses. And we are, are out. out.